Hi, I'm Jess. I am the host of a podcast and I know what I'm doing. Hi, I'm Elisa Weglin and I, and I know too. And we have a guest with us today on social disease. Yes, it is social disease. My super good friend from college, EJ, is here to talk to uh, talk with us about the season one finale. Hello. Hi. That's me. It is. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. I've um so when you guys started doing the podcast, I started list I started watching like along and um then I continued watching it uh as you know p- past the episodes that you guys had had done on the show and now I'm in like season 11 and oh gosh things, things wow. get buck wild later on at least yeah I, isn't I, there I can't like to hear your opinions if we get that far because there are there are moments when like I've seen all these episodes before and I was still like what the fuck <laughs> oh we'll definitely get that far the plans to go all the way baby oh, all God. the way baby like into the into the Netflix ones. Next like class. we're doing next all class the movies. Next class is cute. Next class. I, I have I have a lot of opinions and feelings about next class. So um I have a I have a challenge for you guys. This was my idea that I wanted to do for season two, but I think we should start it today because like EJ's with us and I think it will be fun. Um, instead of saying like our favorite and least favorite parts at the end, I would like to say like our it goes there moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because oh, for anybody that's like new to Degrassi and you didn't grow up watching it, uh, all the commercials and stuff, like the little tagline was like Degrassi, it goes there. So I think that be prepared because at the end I think we should share our like it goes there moment from this episode. Oh there are a lot of them in this episode. My goodness. There's so many. I think we're all gonna have the same one though. It's like Ashley does ecstasy. <laughs> oh, that's the I mean that's the obvious one. <laughs> like, where do we even start with this episode? Okay, so actually I know where to start because I have facts. Oh good. Yeah. All right, so. Degrassi, The Next Generation, Season 1, Episode 15, Season 1 Finale, titles Jagged Little Pill, after my favorite Alanis Morissette album that came out in 1995, uh, Jagged Little Pill, and uh, this episode came out in Canada on March 3rd, 2002, in the U.S. on October 21st, 2002, so it was about this time of year, but, uh, you know, however many years ago that was. A million a million. So many, so many years ago. What were you guys even doing in October 2002? We were all in, like, middle school, I feel. I had just started high school, and I was truant all the time. <laughs> and I think we were about to move to Texas at that point. Oh, okay. Um, so I, yeah, I still lived in the Northeast, uh, and I had not yet. Uh, started watching Degrassi because <gasps> it, was, it was only when I moved to Texas that we had uh, satellite TV and we got a uh, noggin. And oh we, yeah. Noggin. That it was, N. yeah, it was noggin then became the, cause like they tried to market it as like a, an educational mm-hmm. channel, but then all they showed was Degrassi. Well, and so it was they were noggin like, <laughs> during the day. Do you, if yeah. you remember, it was like kids shows during the day until like three o'clock PM. And then after that it was like teen shows they used to do um my favorite thing in the entire world which was every episode of degrassi ever marathons yes that would run for by the time they stopped doing them it was like a week of constant degrassi programming yes that was always like my favorite programming I, I would like I, I would skip out on social engagements to like Me go too. home and watch Degrassi. I was like, listen, I need to know what Craig is up to. Me too. I was definitely <laughs> like, all right, there's like they've hit a spot where I haven't seen it that much. Or I haven't seen it at all. Like I can't I can't do stuff tonight. I have to like stay home and watch Degrassi. <laughs> That's but, the excuse I still use to this day. I have to stay home and watch Degrassi. I'm sorry. Well, especially with and like. You will more probably after we get in, because, like, you've, Elisa's made, like, the very uh, honorable, I don't know if I would do it, but she's made the, they've made the very honorable uh, decision to not watch ahead. Oh, wow. I know, right? So, how how do you, how do you refrain? It's just so, 
exciting. I know it's so juicy, but every every time I get you know tempted, I'm like, no, 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 it'll ruin the podcast. <laughs> Especially I mean, I would say it will ruin the podcast. Get married. Like, how do you? <gasps> yeah. How do you like? I it, <laughs> I can't believe I let that one out of the bat. Like, I'm I'm legitimately upset with myself about that. Like in the first season, even like, wow. I know, I know. It's because That's- it's like a fact that I'm obsessed with. Wait, what's yeah. the fact? I missed it. Oh, the fact that uh, Emma and Spinner get married. Oh, yes. Ahaha. But, like, it's just, it's one of my favorite things about Degrassi because it's one of those things that just comes completely out of left field. Yeah. Like, no one saw it coming. The writers didn't even see it coming. I'm pretty sure they just, like, drew two names out of a hat and they were like, these people should get married this episode. <laughs> yeah. or like yeah. it's the it's the Degrassi goes to New York movie something big should happen someone should get married no couples are that far along and Jane doesn't want to get married oh let's god anyway I have so many feelings <laughs> like not so much about season one but like as it gets I mean maybe just because they're like so young but like as it gets as they get older I have like so many feelings yeah I feel like the show was really safe at the beginning like yeah. Um, they kind of were, were like testing the waters a little bit where they were like, what can we get away with on this TV show? But, and and like the, every episode was very much like a cautionary tale, like after school specials. Oh, totally. Well, and interestingly, this episode is one of the ones America censored originally for like obvious reasons, but there was another one that we talked about earlier in season one that like the U.S. censored um, at, originally, and this is another one uh, in America. The N refused to air this episode until there were edits made, and they also did not air it as um, the season one finale. They aired it in season two, combined with the episode Karma Chameleon as like an hour long episode. Hmm. Which I feel like makes it lose some of its like punch, you know? Yeah. How do you explain anything that happened in season two without <laughs> exactly? Because they come back to season two and everyone's like all down on Ashley and she doesn't have any friends. And like, how do you explain that if you didn't have this episode? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But they're, I mean, they did, they did, they're kind of famous for doing that because there's, there's an episode. Uh, oh, the know, Manny most, one. Most, yeah, most notably, and like I think it's in season three. And Lisa doesn't know about that one yet. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, 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 I'm being very careful, but um, that one had some, um, some themes that American TV is still like really not. Yeah, up they on. edited it out, and, and they made yeah. it like it was an hour long episode, but they edited it down to a half hour. They, when they Black finally up. did show it, at first they just skipped it entirely. It was like they they had gone through the entire run of of Degrassi that they had so far, a couple of times before they finally were like, okay, now you get Wait, to know really? why Jimmy's mad at Toby. Yeah, I thought it was just be- I thought it was just that they cut out that storyline, and then the other one in that episode was just like made into a half hour. Nah, because I remember watching the Breakfast Club episode and being, like, really confused as to why oh. everybody was in uh, detention. <laughs> I fucking hated the Breakfast Club episode. Oh, that's sacrilege, man. I love that. <laughs> I know. It's just because, like, it tried too hard to be the Breakfast Club, and I love the Breakfast Club. I feel like every show has one of those those. Oh, they episodes. definitely do. Like, Victoria's does. Mm-hmm. So, but I think- should we start with the beginning or how should we how should we tackle this y'all well i just gotta say that toby's dad once again is weirding it up (laughs) (laughs) god damn that dad is weird he is yeah that thing that exchange with him and toby at the beginning was like pretty out of the ordinary (laughs) actually seemed like she was having a good time though i was like wow maybe you're not a huge asshole and then she's like she gets to school and she's just like god i hate my family and i'm like dude you were just having like a really baller breakfast experience like what happened yeah like she (laughs) was like laughing and joking with them you're right and then she gets to school and she's just like oh they suck and it's like nothing in your behavior (laughs) up until this moment has indicated that they suck 
Jeff seems like a pretty okay stepdad, Ashley. Do you want to calm down, please? Well, that's the thing. Like, if her mom had to pick somebody to marry, like, at least it's a cool dude with a kid who, like, you know, yeah. doesn't suck or isn't weird. Yeah, it's not like yeah. a mess or anything. Yeah, I mean, like, he's weird, but he's, like, dorky dad weird. That's a handleable amount of weird. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She's used to her really cool dad, though, I guess. So, hmm. Oh yeah, her cool gay dad. She does have a cool, cool gay, gay dad. dad. <laughs> Hashtag cool gay dad. <laughs> um, I just got to say, since we're we're uh, talking about the beginning of this episode, um, whoever was in charge of making the decision for doing Ashley's hair like that done her dirty. <laughs> Ashley's hair is oh, never God. good. It's so it's bad. Always like poofy and frizzy. I'm like, they just couldn't get your hair right. Just, what but is wrong with you? I gotta say, like, as much as I'm like, oof, I'm like, that's like, that's pretty realistic for like an eighth grader. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, I, I, every, every person I knew who had thick hair like that, that probably was like naturally curly, and they just like straightened it to all hell, like everybody's hair looked like that when I was in middle school and so Actually, like that's I true. my hair that. looked like that in middle school yeah I was about to say I'm pretty damn sure one of my school pictures I have that haircut except yep. longer yeah Perfect. same actually it's it's super realistic it's not like like later on and later and like seasons that... when everybody looks like a supermodel for some reason you're like oh, oh god yeah especially in next class everybody's like so beautiful I know but um, Ashley's hair doesn't really get good until she, like, cuts it all off. That's true. And then later, later on, after, like, when she goes to London, it gets, like, really long. And that's when it's revealed that her hair is actually curly. Not until yes. she's, like, 25. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not, not 25, but, like, solidly 19 or 20. Yeah. Definitely out of high school. At anyway. Some point, at some point, they, they understand how to do her hair. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I still don't understand hair. That's why I shave my head. It's hard. <laughs> hair is hard. Hair is hard. For sure. But then next was Queen Kwan. Oh my I gosh, yes. Miss Kwan added again in my notes. She's I... so good. I love her so much and her blatant favoritism. Yeah, right? <laughs> Giving out fucking like the awards and then the one to spinner was like I'll never forget him even through a hundred years of therapy or something <laughs> it's like hey fuck you spinner also Ashley I love you also Ashley's the best <laughs> I I did think like like just coming from a writing perspective this was done really nice like that I at first I was watching this and I was like what is this doing in here and then I was like ah yes okay so what we're doing is creating in this episode a narrative arc that illustrates like Ashley's kind of personal downfall. So we have all of these, all of these situations in her life that are like going perfectly. Like her family is good. Her boyfriend is perfect. Her school persona is like, she's this goody two shoes. Everything's going super well for her. And then fucking Paige (laughs) throws her in. Fucking Paige. Paige again. Okay, this entire season has just been Paige like fucking with people. Has anyone else noticed that? Yeah, yeah. can I say my least favorite part of this season is Paige. She yeah. always just like swoops in and ruins things. And then she makes Ashley think that like maybe her life wasn't so perfect after all, or maybe she should mix it up a little bit. And then she's like suddenly not satisfied with like all the stuff that you just listed. Yeah. It's the the problem. I think the the fact that like Paige's particular manipulation tactics are only as effective as they are because all of her friends are very easily manipulated. They're insecure. <laughs> yeah, they all are. And like the only yeah. reason she's so manipulative is because she's so insecure. And yeah. I like Loki. I love Paige. She's my favorite queen bee. Uh, I followed, know, and that's followed gross, very closely, buddy. very very closely by Holly J. I love Holly J. But, oh, I um, do love Holly J. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, she was such a dick in this episode. I was like, damn, Paige, like, cool it for, like, a minute. Well, it's interesting <laughs> that you say that, too, because, like, it only took one comment from Paige. 
just mm-hmm. like it only took one comment from Paige to make Terry like get drunk and hike up her skirt at the dance. Like sure. it only it only took one comment from Paige for like Ashley to question everything that she ever knew about her dad. Like what is the power that this girl has? Like why is that? Well, I mean like how suggestible were you when you were like 12 or 13? I'm autistic. I don't know if you want to ask me that question. <laughs> but like I was I just to say like I was pretty suggestible. Like I was too. I was, was like, well, I, I was very gullible. Someone came up to me in like a van and was like, "Hey, I've got free uh I don't know what I was interested in when I was 13. Uh <laughs> Pokémon cards. Pokémon cards. I got free Pokémon cards. I would get in the van. See, I don't think I would have. I was told so many times, like, not to get into strangers' cars or, like, not to go anywhere with strangers. And, like, there was a couple close calls when I was, like, really young where, like, something bad almost maybe could have happened with a stranger, but it didn't. So, like, I was kind of, like, extra careful. Uh, I would understand if you had, like, instances of it already happening. That's yeah. Pretty- and they were, like, they were very benign. It's just that they could have turned into something. Um, like there was this, there was this creepy guy that always used to hang out by my preschool and like, you know, I, the kids, so they had to keep an extra close watch on us and stuff like stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It's just like, you grow up a little bit more careful. Plus like there was this whole thing with, we were never sure if like my dad was just going to show up at my school and try to take me home or something. So we always had to like, you know, there was a secret signal. My family was very protective of me when I was little. That's good. Oh, and That's I a good way to be. Yeah. yeah and I think it had to do with like a lot of different things but the long and short is I don't think I would have been like lured by a kidnapper I was very gullible in other <laughs> things for sure but like like if you told me something I believed you like no I, questions asked I think there's like a pretty pretty significant difference uh like in the social hierarchy of like you know well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a suspicious enough person that I'm not going to go with a stranger off the playground. But if my best friend tells me something, right. like this person that I've known since I was like three tells That's me true. something, I'm going to probably believe them because like, you know, I'm what, they're 13. 13. That's yeah, your so. best friend. And, yeah. Dude, I fucking sucked when I was 13. Like I was a dick too. I wasn't yeah, like, I, I was to be like Paige, but I was like, I was hella insecure I was awful to certain friends that still are mad at me to this day. I'm 32. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's a shitty time. Being in middle school fucking sucks. It is. And it's really hard. And, like, I guess when you put it that way, you're right. Because, like, I don't, I don't know that I would have, like, believed a stranger if they said something. My best friend said it. You better believe I would have believed it. And so many friendships, like, that you've had since you were a small child are instigated by your parents. So mm-hmm. it's like it's it's they might not even like each other yeah for sure so it's like but it's kind of that extra layer of like trust you're like well my mom is friends with this person's mom and so indirectly my mom is vouching for this person and i don't know and i trust my mom so i should trust that yeah that makes total sense that's kind of how i view like terry page and ashley in particular um just because they've known each other since they were like wee little babies like yeah Um, they basically went to like kindergarten or preschool or something together didn't they yeah, and I get that, and, like, in the first episode, Paige shows up, and she's, like, all, like, thought it out, and she's, like, new year, new look, new page, you know, like, but, you know, I get the Shut sense up, that Paige. she wasn't always like that, you know, <laughs> so she might have been normal at some point, so there's a very good chance that, like, they're basing all of their kind of decisions, or, like, that they make re-page based on, like, who she used to be, rather than, like, this year's model <laughs> that's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> well, because she did make a very concentrated effort to become this queen bee persona yeah and I know we've talked about before like how insecure she is but I don't know it's just like it's extra she's not even really in this episode that much but when she is in it it's extra pertinent that she's I don't know she's in like queen bee overdrive this <laughs> like in this scene especially when she's telling Ashley like just, just live a little because you're pretty cool when you do like shut up like she's fine yeah, let her be. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand her motivation there. I she's, think it's just that she's bitter because she wasn't invited because Terry was the one that got invited. Yeah, I would invite Terry anywhere. Terry's wonderful. Right, Terry's <laughs> great. 
Oh. I prefer yeah, carry over I, page any day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote, uh, I have a note here that just says Miss Quan and Terry are the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are right, though. Oh, my God, and her shirt in that scene. Was it that scene? Paige's shirt in some scenes said, I, I heart making boys cry. Oh, my God, I need that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ironic. Yeah. Oh, and Toby. Okay, so my next note after Paige says Toby's back on the Emma crush. Yeah, I just wrote Toby's so gross. Just leave Emma alone. Yeah, seriously. She just broke up with somebody and she's still not over it. Like, why is he pressing this? She's like, she's not over it in a way that like, she's such a kid in this episode. And I just love Marion McDonald's like, overacting acting when she's God, little like she's so cute like the part where sean walks by them in the hallway and she's like, i wrote that especially down boys like sean and i'm like I'm you got him. <laughs> i wrote that down too and i was like emma pa- emma's passive aggressive swipe at sean is so not subtle <laughs> yes oh my gosh but because i've identified emma as like a tiny little autistic baby uh i've decided that this is just the way she operates now and like I don't know it makes it makes so much sense if you watch Emma through that lens like little moments like that it's just like oh yeah all right (laughs) I love her she's so Um, cute and can I just say JT is like very overwhelming this episode like (laughs) this little boy needs to calm down like with the wink I cannot fucking handle JT's behavior in this episode. Yes. (laughs) Why did he bring ecstasy? Why did he? Okay, so first of all, I have, okay, so why, just why does JT have ecstasy? And then how much did he pay for, how much does he get for allowance that he had to pay two weeks allowance for it? How much was this one pill? I know. Well, we know he gets a pretty big allowance because he gave Ashley, or no, didn't he? He gave somebody 50 bucks. Yeah. Or no, Ashley gave him 50 bucks to quit the election. Ah, there it is. Bad. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, how much, like, isn't a pill like five bucks? Uh, A pill's like 15. Does he get 750 a week in allowance? I guess. I know, man. It was it was the early two thousands inflation, you know. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like pills were also cheaper back then. Like drugs were cheaper then. Yeah. Probably was five dollars in the early two thousands. I, I bet you his cousin just told him it was like forty bucks just so he could get some extra money. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. I think the real question is like, what's JT's cousin's game, and like, what's his story? <laughs> Yeah, because, like, how did he, he got it from his cousin, and we're just going to leave it at that? Like, I don't think this is the first time we've heard about JT's cousin, either. Um, it's either not the first time, or it's not the last time, because we... It's probably not the last his, time, because I don't his, remember it happening yet. His, like, ne'er-do-well cousin comes up a couple of times, but he never gets a name, and he's just always providing JT with things she, that he shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, shit, I do um, want to know about his cousin, then. The thing that I've noticed about JT's, like, family mentions is that they, he mentions both his mom and his dad at different points in season one, and then, like, it's revealed later when we finally see his home life that he lives with his grandma. Yeah. He doesn't have parents, so I'm not... No, he doesn't have parents. Or a brother, Um, and he mentions a brother. He doesn't have a brother either. Manny mentions a brother at the beginning, too, and she's an only child. Oh, wait, no, uh, Manny. Yeah. But I think I honestly, yeah, I think they both did. I think I remember JT saying something about having an older brother um, or sister, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I do I remember know. both of them mentioning a sibling. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, neither of them have one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very much like this show had a lot of growing pains at the beginning, and so I'm I'm like I'm okay with that. Like I don't mind that as much. Yeah, they're just cute little like. I don't know, is idiosyncrasies the right word? No. Acronisms. <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm, know what I'm, words mean. I just use words. That's fair. <laughs> we we have a literature degree, Jess. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm an editor now. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I'm curious about um, 
Toby and JT's like motivations for inviting Sean over. Like, what was the end game here? Shit, <laughs> what, I, oh my god. I wrote that down because like what the fuck it was such a stupid plot. Yeah, I did not understand it at all. I was like, this is only gonna hurt you. Like, and then their, Emma into their it. plan was this. Invite Sean over, study the way he moves and talks, and then copy him so that girls will like them more specifically so that Emma will like Toby because he's acting like Sean her abusive ex-boyfriend whoo that's a lot to unpack yeah so that's their whole end game was like copy the way that Sean acts in front of girls well you know Sean is so good with the girls well, that's what they even Poor say Sean. when he's over there. They're like, they're like, oh, how'd you get to be such a stud? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm uh, 14 years old. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but like, Poor everybody Sean. seems to think that because Ashley also seems to think that he's just like good to go anytime, anywhere. Yeah, well, that's really insulting. I think that's a classist thing on Ashley's part. Oh, because he's, like, a bad boy from the wrong side of the tracks. Precisely. And Ashley's, like, I mean, Paige isn't wrong when she calls Ashley a princess. She's a total fucking princess. Like, Ashley had 50 bucks to spare to rig an election for student council when she was, you know, in eighth grade. Like That's true. You know. um, You know, and then then you look at Sean. So it's, like, it's, she probably has a lot of assumptions about Sean and, like, his, his lifestyle that are based i mean i'm probably like way reading into this this no i think you're right like (laughs) even if even if the writers didn't know that it's like implied in the the way that they're acting and like the characters yeah i think this is this is one of the better written episodes of this particular season too um and this is kind of the beginning of the writing in the show kind of getting a ramp up because right after yes the beginning of season two which is um, like, I mean, as far as, as, you know, episodic TV shows where you have 25 minutes of, of content goes, like, the first two episodes in season two are terrific. So... Which ones are the... Oh, is that the one where... That's when doves cry. We um, meet... Part one and two. And they're excellent. I don't remember which one that is. That's the introduction of our boy Craig. Oh, shit! Yeah. Yeah, it's about to get real. It is, Elisa. You're in for a treat. (laughs) I'm very Craig. I I I have a lot of feelings about Craig. I love Craig so much. I can't wait to talk about Craig. We can't talk about Craig in this episode because he's not in this episode. I can't wait to talk about him. Well, doesn't he beat up one of my least favorite characters, Joey? Yeah. He punches him in the face one time. He doesn't beat him up necessarily. I mean, he kind of. Oh yeah, actually, he kind of does. Yeah, he beats him up. He beats up Joey. Yeah, go Greg. <laughs> Poor Greg. Anyway, <laughs> there's like a long time before he beats up Joey, though. Like, there's yeah, like five it's... five seasons before he beats up Joey. Oh, yeah, I want to say no. it's like season five or six. Um, but yeah. So anyway, the. The writing in this episode is really, really good um, because we have this really, like, very clean, uh, like, all of the characters have, have pretty, like, pretty clear motivations, which I think really helps to mm-hmm. keep the episode really, like, engaging. Um, and except for JT. JT's just in it for the party, I guess. I don't understand <laughs> JT's motivation. JT's <laughs> motivation is to get some ladies like it appears to be to get his friend one particular lady and i don't understand why he's so invested in their potential relationship i know and also like he's just partying it up when he's on the e he's like oh my god that boy like that's not what he does like i've done no i know (laughs) oh poor babies (laughs) he was like like they were acting like stereotypical like stoned hippies yeah because they don't know what being high on e feels like because they're 12 yeah so how like- how great and mature was sean for 
taking the pill downstairs and being like, I'm going to switch it with an aspirin. It's not like the thing to do would be to just throw it away and be like, hey, don't do drugs. But because Sean's awesome, he's just like, I would like to have some fun with this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to give them an aspirin. Ashley, you are the the class prez or whatever. Like, you know what to do with this. And And he trusted Ashley to just toss it down the sink or whatever. And And she fucking subverts expectations and is like, no, no. I am I am not a good girl anymore. Yeah. Well, she, the thing is that she doesn't behave like how people on E behave. I, <laughs> I know. She was acting drunk. Yeah. Like alcohol. Yeah, for sure. Drunk. That yeah, was the best why... acting that we've seen from that actor, though. Yeah, she was like, really good. The... I thought, like, Ashley as a person, like just doesn't come across as, like, genuine. I don't know if it's, like, the acting or the way that she's written, but, like, this, like, high-slash-drunk Ashley is, like, my favorite Ashley. (laughs) I also wrote down, I said she's acting drunk. Well, first of all, the pill kicked in super fast, like, within a few minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, from her walk to the kitchen, or from the kitchen during her walk to, like, deliver the popcorn and the drinks to the other girls, the pill kicked in. Which is a lie. But then also she's acting drunk. Um, and oh, the blank expression that she had after making out with Sean. I wrote down that was the best acting we've seen from her in the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when she opens the door and her shirt's all like blaster ruffled and she's just like, oh, Jimmy. You mean that? No, after that, (laughs) after that, like after Sean walks away and Jimmy walks away, and then she's still just standing there, like with her shirt all disheveled and her hair all disheveled, and she's just like staring after them. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) That there, that was the best like acting we've seen from her. Jimmy was a really good boyfriend in this episode. He was. He was just like, he was like, I'm not going to take it seriously. Like, I know you're just high, but like, we're still done. Yeah, and, like, before that, like, before she started, like, being a dick, he was just, like, oh, no, you took drugs. Like, that's really irresponsible, but, like, let's get you some water. Like, he was trying Mm -hmm. to take care of her. And then uh, she was the biggest bitch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What did you guys think about her just unloading on all her friends? I mean... I you think in the, in the context of, like, like I've been, like, I did kind of a deep dive, like, watch, I watched this episode, like, four times before this. <laughs> and, um, so, I think, like, in the context of, like, the writing and the, the writer's motivations, I think that there was, um, I think that so much the, of the, the buildup in this episode that kind of paints her to be this, like, you know, perfect girl, everyone has these high expectations of Ashley, you know, like, uh, all of that shit like it's it's kind of built into the story where things just build on her like she breaks the rules she breaks the rules again she breaks the rules again and I, I get the sense that like it's been a long time coming for her like she's been she's been bottling all this shit up under this like perfect girl persona and it was just like I, I found it believable not not necessarily if you're on ecstasy but yeah <laughs> I just, like, I mean, because they always say, like, that you're being drunk or high, like, it doesn't change you. It just shows your real feelings. So, like, do we think that those are her real feelings that she's not been? Well, I mean, we know she wanted to break up with Jimmy. Oh, yeah, that part, too. About that. So, I think that she was being honest because, I mean, why would she tell one truth and a couple lies? Yeah, that's true. Then in that case, I guess I'm glad that she let Paige have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paige. Paige kind of like she deserved it. She deserved it. it. <laughs> Paige. Paige was the fucking catalyst in all of this disaster. So <laughs> she was, and the thing, is, like the thing that kills me, is she has enough power to um, cut out cut out Ashley completely from like the group mm-hmm. after this. But she still deserved it. For sure. Yeah. Uh, The thing I don't, like, love about Paige is that, like, 
the things that she does, like, she doesn't seem to have, like, a reason for any of the stuff that she does. Like, like, sabotaging Terry against Spinner, like, she didn't start dating him after that. So, like, yeah, what, true. why'd you do that? Like, I guess that was, like, her getting her dibs on him. Because, like, you know how, like, Sean and Emma weren't really dating, but, like, they had dibs on each yeah. other? Yeah. Yes. Like, I feel like Spinner and Paige have dibs on each other now. <laughs> I want to be 12 again. <laughs> I know, right? No, man, that was so complicated. Do you remember, like, having, like, the snap bands and, like, if someone snaps one color? Oh, my fucking God, out. yes. That shit was complicated as hell. I don't want to be 12 again. I do remember that. And the thing is, I mentioned that to um, Sydney, my wife, the other day. And I don't have to say that. You guys know who it is. I'm just really excited to say, like, my wife about everything. Um, But I was... I was telling that to Sydney the other day. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? So apparently it was a regional thing. Oh, man. Well, it was definitely a Southern California thing for sure. Yeah. We yeah. had, we had like those little plastic, I'm like a little bit older than you guys too, I think. Um, you are two years older than me. Yeah. So we had this, we had the like little, like the plastic bracelets that you could get at like Hot Topic. Oh uh, yeah. And, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's what, and uh, they all like meant different things. Like, yeah. Like a black one was sex. A blue one was a blow job. Okay, a red cool, one cool, was cool. like, show Thanks. your boobs. Yeah. Then, yeah. We're on the same page. And, yeah, and then, so like, if Cal- a guy California broke it off Connecticut, of you, we're, we're in the same kind of area. Yeah, well, and that's the that weird goes. thing, because, like, Sydney grew up in Arizona and then went to middle and high school in Chicago. Huh. And you would hmm. think that, at least in, like, a big metropolitan area like that, that word would have gotten to them about Maybe the bracelets. just aren't as free with their sexuality. Degrassi has a, has a subplot about this at some point. <laughs> Oh, oh shit, yeah. it does! <laughs> Emma, sucking dick for bracelets. Tess, you gotta stop with the spoilers. Man. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh my lord. You don't know. I can't. Music, so it's the fine. only spoilers you're allowed to get are the ones that come from me. <laughs> <laughs> and now, EJ, because, like, I'm really sorry, but you're part of this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely part of this now. Don't worry. I have a lot of uh, opinions about Degrassi that probably take it way too seriously considering the source material. <laughs> I love it because, like, same. I have a lot of, like, memories of all the Degrassi commercials, too. Oh, um, hell yeah. Well, we watched it. We watched a commercial at the beginning of season one, so maybe we should watch a season two commercial before season two. Yes, let's do it. They, there's We should a, do... I don't remember what season it was, but at some point they started doing, um, Oh, the minis. No, not the minis. It's not quite in this, this generation of Degrassi. Like it was a little, little bit after the fact. Um, but they started doing like these very kind of immersive trailers for the new seasons. Um, the most memorable one being like the carnival shark in the water one. (gasps) Remember that? Yes. I love that. So they, they started doing that at some point and those those freaking things in themselves they're like they're like maybe a 2 minute trailer and they're it's so the length good. of a song usually <laughs> yeah um so yeah we should definitely watch some of those too at some point one hundo yeah i loved that shark in the water one cuz those ones like they're teasers for the season so you see like relationships that might happen or breakups that might happen or like you know, like, they'll show somebody wearing a football helmet if they're, you know, going to try out for the football team this season. Like, it's just cool little, like, teasers like that. And it's all, um, like, non-verbal. There's no writing. It's just, like, the characters. It's like a little music video. Yeah. They're good. They're very, yeah. very, very good. But I also um, want to start doing the minis when it's time for that. But that's not till like, season four or five. So I'm, like impatiently waiting for those those get so chaotic i hate (laughs) them like i love them but i hate them i didn't watch most of them because like they're non-canonical and yeah but i was just like i don't know what the hell is going on and i don't trust any of you (laughs) i just i watched them all with the with the mindset that like it's a dream sequence that's fair (laughs) elisa has no idea what we're talking about sorry man yeah (laughs) it's all right you know what we can but, talk about is Toby's bedroom and his lava lamp. 
<laughs> Toby is such a stud, man. But why Ooh. would we talk about Toby in any way for any I don't reason? Know. <laughs> I, Toby belongs in the garbage. And so that that brings me to the next thing about Emma getting there and getting so mad. Emma. She was so mad. She was. So I like felt bad. I was like, give him a little bit of room here. Come on. But no, she's pissed. Did we talk about the weirdly working chemistry between Ashley and Sean? <sighs> I don't understand why she went after him. It was such a weird, like, I was like, when was there a hint that this was going to happen? This I think so- it was just supposed to be like, oh, she's on drugs. Everything's crazy. I guess, yeah. Like, she's making out with Sean. How nutty is that? They've never even exchanged more than three words to each other. It's so I can, I can kind of see it just because of the exchange that they had in the kitchen. Because um, Sean, at that point, was kind of like a paragon of, like, stability and maturity. Like, he was like, hey, here's some drugs. They're bad. Get rid Don't of them. Don't take them. Get rid and of them. then she, she does a dumb. And... Then she's just like, oh, yeah, Sean, you gave me the drugs. And oh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it's like it's her being like, you gave me the drugs or being like, it's Sean, the grown up who will make everything better. I bet you it's more that it's like it's it's Sean, the responsible one that told the kids not to do drugs. <laughs> yeah. But then I did the drug. Yeah. <laughs> but then I did him anyway. He didn't oh, tell Ashley. me not to do the drugs, so I did the drugs. And poor Sean was just, like, reeling and not yeah. having a good time. Why do you think he went along with it, though? Because I feel like if I was him, I would have, like, told her to stop. I don't know. Is that expecting too much from a 14-year-old? I feel like he might not have been aware of, like, what was going on with her. Because he was upstairs the whole time. Yeah. Um, oh, true. He didn't know that she took the pill. Yeah, and uh, she was basically, like, talking to him about, like, well, you know, Emma's just like Jimmy and relationship problems, blah, blah, blah. And so I think he thought that they were both kind of decompressing. Um, but, yeah, it did, it did feel kind of forced and weird. But they had, like, weirdly good chemistry. But I hate it. I hate it, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, I was wondering, like, why they never kind of, like, became friends. Because, like, after everything that happened, Ashley didn't have many friends. Right. And neither did Sean. So, I'm, uh... Oh, yeah, because, like, the little Emma Manny JT group are shutting him out because of Emma. Yeah. And... So, so they're, they're both, both kind of outcasts. Both of them are kind of alone. And later on, their they're like social groups do intersect. So it's just like, how come we never see them hanging out again? Like, I don't think they ever have a conversation after this. I don't think they've ever had a conversation up until this. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think so either. So weird. And then the final, like the next morning, um, Ashley and her funny PJs. Oh yeah, Aww, poor and Ashley. like the first actually um, eighth grade thing to happen this whole episode is Spinner bringing her stuff back from Jimmy in a cardboard box. Oh yeah. Oh wait, I, I missed my favorite part of the episode, which is the part where Spinner comes into the house with a fucking watermelon on his shoulder for no reason. Wait, the- what? <laughs> I missed it. I missed that too. This is like a theme in Degrassi. For like, it's like every time somebody comes into like a crowded party scene, somebody's holding like a melon. Seriously? <laughs> so weird. I don't know if it's a Canadian thing or what. Canadians I've get at us. Never noticed that before. Yeah, you can be crazy. <laughs> is there like a like a tumbler like melons on Degrassi or something like? I don't know. No, if that I'm sounds like, like boobs. Maybe I'm like projecting. Like maybe this, this particular watermelon cameo was so memorable for me that I just inserted it into every party scene for the maybe. rest of the grassy. That's kind of like how I wish that Melissa McClellan, Melissa McClellan was playing at every Degrassi party because oh, it's God. playing at just that one. 
Yeah, there. Well, there was Melissa McClellan playing at that one party, and, and then there's, there's a Fallout Boy party, and then there's there's Rooftops by Melissa McClellan, which plays at a very time, sad part. Time stands still, part two. Yeah, um, I love that you know all the names of the episodes. Like, hey, guess what? I love this fucking show. <laughs> hey, me too. But that's I love it. Like that's a, <laughs> above and beyond. I I can't like things casually. It's not in my DNA. Because I know the ones where, you know, I know I, I know what happens in each episode, but, like, I can't recite the names of the episodes. <laughs> I can't do all of them, just, like, the really poignant ones. Yeah. Um, let's see. But, yeah, her music is in two, in two different places. And then also there's, like, one party where Fall Out Boy is playing, and they're my boys. So I always notice when Fall Out Boy is played. And there's an ep- oh wait no I, I I wanted to also mention the the cool thing about how this episode's called Jagged Little Pill, and eventually, your girl Alanis <gasps> is in the grassy. She's on the grassy. I know because she's hella Canadian. So Elisa has that to look forward to as well. That makes um, me so happy. I love when she's on it. <laughs> Just everything about this show makes me so happy. It's it's so good. It's so good. Um, let's see, what, so the episode ends with Spinner being a bro and bringing Ashley's stuff back to her. And Ashley now has, like, a hangover, which, again, is an alcohol thing. Yeah. I've never taken ecstasy, so I don't, I don't really know, like, so what is, what is, like, generally the, how does that go when you take ecstasy? you can have, like, a hangover, but it's, like, a hangover of no serotonin or dopamine in your brain so you just feel like really depressed you don't feel like a hangover like you would if you were drunk gotcha and maybe that's what is happening with her how would she how would she have behaved if she actually were on ecstasy yeah that's a good question she would have been telling everyone how much she loved them she would have been telling (laughs) jimmy like you're the best boyfriend I've ever had. I'm going to love you forever. Like, that would have been how she would have been acting. She wouldn't have been telling anybody off at all. So basically a complete 180 from what happened. Yeah. Come on, Degrassi writers. I guess they who, had to pick, who like... Who on ecstasy? Let's get it going. They had to pick, <laughs> it, like, an accessible party drug, I guess. It wasn't, like, at this stage in the game, they couldn't be like, well, Ashley tries meth for the first time. Like, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Was was ecstasy, like, a thing at this time in the early 2000s? Was ecstasy, like, a big problem among high schoolers? I honestly never, like, I don't remember ecstasy being a thing until, like, I got to, like, clubbing age. And, like, mostly when I was in high school, I think, like, a couple of people did coke, and, like, everybody smoked weed, and that was basically it. We had so many, like, people that did drugs at our high school. Yeah, there was lots of drugs. We had, like, a massive cocaine problem at our school. Wow. Yeah, and a meth problem. And a meth problem. I forgot about the meth problem. I just knew that, like, that one guy... Uh, who I'll tell you his name off thing because you'll know who it is. But the one guy that got in trouble for uh, that was in the theater department for selling coke to like everyone, and then he got like suspended from the theater program for the semester, and that was his only punishment. Oh my goodness! I you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I didn't hear this story. Oh my gosh! Wait, what do you mean you didn't hear my story? It was a great story. <laughs> you need to. You need to tell me who this is later. I will. Yes. Wait, you mean you didn't hear the story at the time? Like, you didn't know about this? No, I didn't know about it at all. Oh, holy shit. It was somebody in our playwriting class. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But anyway, wait. that was, like, a pretty usual thing to happen at our school. That yeah. is the most theater kid shit I've ever heard in my life. I know. I know, because it was, like, it was like the, the acting department's golden boy. So, of course, they couldn't, like, kick him out of theater. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my Who would be the lead in the play in the spring? There's only one possible lead. Right, exactly. Every school has like one possible male lead and one possible female lead. Yeah. Everyone auditions out of a courtesy. Well, but then there's like 20 people that would love that part 
and know that that person that's like the only female lead or male lead is like an asshole but they know yeah. they'll never get the part anyway I went, I went to high school with um allison luff who is now a famous broadway actor and what has she been in that's cool she was in the touring cast of wicked she was in she i think i want to say she uh let's see she was recently in matilda she was in ghost mm-hmm. um she's she's freaking incredible and she it, her last name comes right after mine in the alphabet so she always sat right behind me and was super annoying during <laughs> standardized tests but <laughs> um she's like like I said like she's always she was always very sweet and um but like it was always very clear at that point like in high school where you were like oh shit she's going to be the lead in every single fucking play (laughs) um because she's you know in her like downtime (laughs) from high school was like in Broadway shows and shit I was like oh okay yeah was she because you were in Connecticut so was she one of those kids that was like taking the train to New York to audition on the weekends and stuff she was actually this was when I was in high school um in uh oh oh, that's right you were in Texas Texas. um but she was she was doing something I don't know what she when she actually started like Broadway Broadway but I just remember she was doing like professional theater already in high school um but yeah that's that's, like almost not fair you know it's like they should give everybody else who's like high school level a chance i mean she was in high school (laughs) yeah but she's not like high school level i guess yeah i guess like everybody starts somewhere like obviously we don't all have the same uh opportunities or natural talents which is kind of you know yeah but i mean like if you're competing in the olympics then they shouldn't let you be on like the school track team you're gonna win every time like there's no you know like there's no there's no mystery to it and isn't that the fun of sports okay yeah and this this is a whole other conversation (laughs) normally (laughs) they they can't discriminate based on your genetic or like physical predispositions for things that make you really good at stuff, unless you're a girl with too much testosterone, and then they yep. will try to keep you out of sports. So uh, everything's fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was aware of that already, and that is really awful that they're doing that. It is. You would think awful. in 2020 that like that would not have to be a discussion, but apparently it still fucking does. Yeah, and like there's there's the very common at this point argument that like Michael Phelps has like a deficiency in some kind of amino acid in his body that like uh is whatever tells your muscles to like pause and or like causes pain in your muscles when you're working them too hard and so that's why he's able to just like keep fucking plugging and be very very good at swimming and he's praised for that kind of genetic benefit but like not her bunch of work Anyway, that was Michael Phelps can suck my dick anyway. (laughs) Would love to. I don't know. He just (laughs) he probably would love to. What he doesn't know is it's uh it's metaphysical and it's around all of us at all times. So he may have already sucked sucked my dick. Who really knows? (laughs) Breathes, he sucks your dick. Every time he breathes, he sucks my dick. As do you two. So like thanks. I need that tattooed on me. Every time we touch, I no, suck your dick. For some reason, every time we touch, you suck my dick. <laughs> I think that was like this era too. This era of this Degrassi episode was that song. So this probably works out. God. Yeah, that song came out like I want to say 2003 or 2004. Okay, there you go. That's the right. <laughs> All I remember is they played it at our school for like pep rallies. Oh, God. But anyway, but anyway, do y'all have any more, anything else to say about this wonderful, amazing, um, I do not have anything season one episode. Uh, How about about your life? Tell me about your life. How are you doing? How my (laughs) life? Well, I just got to visit my grandma and grandpa who both are dying so that's not mm. fun but not I love fun. to see them it was really really lovely to get to see them because right now is like shut down on the earth yeah I'm glad you got to see them I know they're not doing great 
I know my grandma like is paralyzed on her whole right side. So. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Lisa. That's awful. Well, thank you for your your uh, good energies. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this episode was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what's the what is everybody's? It's it, you. It goes there, moment. It goes there. I don't know. You go first. <laughs> oh yeah, let's do the it goes there moment. So, EJ, you go first. What's your favorite it goes there moment? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to have to say, I'm not going to go with the obvious one, but I'm going to go with uh, the part where Jimmy brings, or Spinner brings all of Ashley's shit back to her in the shoebox, and she kind of, like, crumples against the door. It went there. Oh, it went. Interesting choice. I think that the best it went there moment is uh, when she has that dead look when she's standing at the top of the stairs after she makes out with Sean. (laughs) It goes there. Wait, say it again. Sorry, I got distracted. Oh, when she's... uh, standing at the top of the stairs all dead-eyed after she makes out with Sean. Oh, yes! I love that. Because it's just like, she's all rumpled like she just did it. She, like, yeah. This on. Well, and the funny thing about that is, like, later on when she's dating somebody else, um, she's all, like, freaked out about, like, making out too much, and, like, she doesn't want to have sex and everything, but then, like, in this very first season when she's like a tiny baby child she's like full on making out with like whoever <laughs> yeah she learned her lesson I think I think she got like hella burned by everything that happened in this season and so when she is with that person who won't be named <laughs> um, I, I understand being a little bit more like cautious at that point that's true yeah so what's your favorite it goes there moment, Jocelyn? Oh geez. Um I should have been like trying to think of it while you guys were talking. I am dumb, <laughs> so I did not. Uh I believe my favorite was literally just like Ashley taking the pill. Yeah. Because you don't expect it. It definitely goes there. It goes there. <laughs> It goes there so hard. It goes there because you're not expecting Sean to be the responsible one and then Ashley to be the one that takes the drugs. Yeah, that's why this episode was really, really good. Yeah. And, oh, wait, another it goes there moment regarding Sean is when he leaves the party and then he passes by Emma and they're both just staring at each other and crying. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my little heart. <laughs> my babies. <laughs> poor, poor babies. I can't stop laughing, even though it's supposed to be sad. <laughs> like, it's funny, but it's so... Um, it's so seventh grade. Yeah. Well, do you guys have anything else to say about the episode before we end? I do not. No, I think I'm good. Except I, I used to dress good. just like Paige when I was like 11. <laughs> oh my god, same. <laughs> like skirts and stuff in middle school. I don't know how I even thought I was going to pull that off. I just did a lot of, like, cargo pants and then those tiny, tiny little t-shirts with, like, princess and shit on them. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Do you guys remember Angry Bunny? Yes. Angry Bunny, I wore, yes! I wore all those t-shirts so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. Anyway. That was when, like, you had to buy memes on stickers at Hot Topic. Oh my god. That was how we got our meme fix. Is the pins, yeah. the stickers. The pins and stickers from Hot Topic that were like $2 each. Oh, and then you would like put it on your notebook and then when somebody pissed you off in like third period you'd hold it up and it would say like 
do I look like I care, but it would be like a smiling bunny? I don't know. I miss the simpler times, you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Back when Hot Topic was real shit. Yeah, back when Hot Topic didn't suck. Yeah, seriously. Those okay. days. Well, this has been Social Disease. Thank you for listening. Whoop, whoop. Thank Sorry you about the, me. like, random six-plus-week break in between. We couldn't yeah. figure out how to use Skype. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got it now, so whenever... I think we sh- probably will do some, like, in-between episodes before season two. Yeah, we'll do, like, some watching commercials and all that shit. Cool. Well, then, until next time... Until next time, we say bye-bye for now. Bye.